Hey, welcome everybody to Kingdom Talks. Obviously, we have Chris Carter here, and this is going to be fun because we're at 9,500 feet and somewhat delirious. So, <laughs> <laughs> the most well, beautiful place. It is beautiful. It is we're lovely. in a log cabin up here and uh, just having a great time. So, it's the day after the conference, and just kind of wanted to get your thoughts on how the conference went, as well as what are we looking for as the body of Christ and moving forward with some of the things that came out of the conference. Yeah. Do you feel things are shifting? Yeah, um, I think every year we see more and more people accepting the idea that they can visit heaven in the spirit. And to me, that's like a crucial first step, right? That opens the door to everything that we've ever talked about, about a next age coming. Because if we're talking about heaven coming to earth, at some point you have to agree it's possible to be in the heavens to see what it is that you're supposed yeah. to be bringing down. And um, I think, you know, here we were with a group of at least 120 people. And uh, there was a lot of hunger. And it's amazing to me how much it's almost becoming like a household name to like be in heaven in the spirit. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah, like it's, it's becoming it's, it's becoming household, you know? Now I'm not saying it's normal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> saying I'm not saying it's wholesale across the board, uh, but it's definitely increasing, and it's become an idea that is way less strange. You know, of course, we did the Kingdom Talks with Nancy Cohen right, on right. Friday. And I, I think we even said this to her then. You know, there are folks like Nancy that really paved a way for it to right. get to this point. And it's like they cracked the door open, and now that people can go through it, we can have all sorts of other conversations that we couldn't have had if someone hadn't said, and took all of the hits right. for saying you can visit heaven in the spirit before you die. Like that is possible for a human being. So I think the greatest shift that I've seen, honestly, is just the, the fact that that has become not a subject you have to convince people like really hard. Right. And even, even in my own experience, I would say um, maybe when I started doing some speaking and brave enough to talk about my own experiences maybe six years ago, maybe seven years ago, the first couple sessions would, would have been me convincing people mm -hmm. scripturally that this is something New Testament believers did and yeah. that's why it's okay yeah. for you to do it. And I don't even do that anymore. You know, and maybe there, there might be a place. I mean, I'm not saying it's, it's, a, it's a bad thing to do. I think having the background is always beneficial. Yeah. Well, you know, as you were speaking yesterday and realizing that you're covering some very major basics, they're major because they have to build a foundation on some of these these basics. And yet each one of us, you know, we, we run into the same thing. And I think you're, you're going to be running into the same thing as your experience grows you're likely to start leaving some of those basics behind yeah. as you go in to teach because you're needing to teach at a higher level. Yeah. But like you said, Nancy and Ian, these others yeah. that opened the door, there's a, you know, it started with a trickle, but I, I see we're jamming the door as we're yeah. pressing through now because there's so many of us right. that are pressing through. Yeah. And some of those new people coming through will pick up those basics again. Yeah. And they'll come out and they'll be teaching. So we need to be That's watching great. for those people that are that are rising up. That's and, a really good point. And I, I really, you know, hope that people are seeing what you're doing because you bring uh, just a, a super powerful dynamic yes. into this that people when they hear you, they're just like, this makes so much sense now. Everybody does that. Everybody that hears you turns around and says, 
that makes sense now. Yeah. Well, I mean, that probably comes out of my own desire for things to make sense. <laughs> so, um, you know, like I'm, I'm not comfortable, uh, even when I'm doing something there in the heavens and the spirit. I'm not comfortable unless it's making sense, which doesn't mean I'm always like, Lord, you got to make sense right now. We do things up there that we don't understand, but then it's never like leave it in the place of, I don't get that at all. It's always a, have the experience, then come back and start talking to the Lord about, it. okay, yeah. explain to me everything that happened, you know? And so uh, I appreciate that. There was a, I wish I had it in front of me right now, but there is a great uh, quote from Tolkien. J.R.R. Tolkien, mm -hmm. when he's talking about, he uses the word um, fantasy because that's the genre that he yes. wrote in. Yeah. But when he's saying fantasy, um, if anyone's heard me talk, he's actually referring to like a Barfield notion of fantasy. He's really talking about imagination. Yeah. Yeah. And in this quote, and I'm going to butcher it, but in this quote, he essentially says that the more uh, real and the more like even scientific verity, truth there is, provable truth there is in the fantasy, mm -hmm. the greater fantasy it will make. Hmm. And so mm -hmm. and, and it's a whole paragraph. Mm -hmm. I think I wish I would have thought of it. I'd have it in front of me on my phone right now. It's easy to find on like a Goodreads quote section or something. But um, but yeah, he was the point he was making is if it's like always flying pink elephants and swirly colors and stuff like that, to Tolkien, that wasn't good fantasy, or I would interject the word imagination. Mm -hmm. He was saying the more grounded it actually is yeah. in the things that we use to interpret reality, yeah. like consistency, causality, mm -hmm. you know, like those kinds of things, yeah. continuity, Yeah, that's the better imagination it will make. Yeah. And the more provable something is, the better imagination it will make. Mm -hmm. So even our spiritual muscle that we're using to do this is begging for sensibility. Yeah. You know, now you use the word imagination, and and I've I've always felt you know that it's, it's the spirit, our spirit at work. Yeah. Um, and I I just wonder um, how far do you think uh, the imagination word can go versus um, well I think you've heard me say that you know I I've, I felt like that imagination is a word used by it's an English word used by secular people to speak of things of the spirit without admitting there is a spirit right no, <laughs> so that's totally true yeah. <laughs> so so you know for me I, I've stepped into to a place of uh, just allowing my spirit to to be that place of imagination yeah and to step into that but uh, I think again what you're doing is laying a super powerful foundation breaking people out of that idea that imagination is, is bad or you know yeah. a toy or something but uh, allowing them to start engaging with it. And the other thing that you do that, would, that I really like is when you talk about if you think you're making it up, you are. Good job. You know? <laughs> and yeah. why, why don't you share a little bit more <laughs> on that? Because I think that is still an area that people really have yeah. a hard time uh, because they, they imagine things all the time. Whether yeah. they admit it or right. think they do or not, they do it all the time. Give me your definition one more time. Of the, yeah. uh, that imagination is an is a, a English word made by secular people to describe functions of the spirit without admitting there is okay. a spirit. I like that. Um, if you, I mean, if we think about any anything, especially in the past, like take um, the Sistine Chapel, the ceiling of the Sistine mm. Chapel. How is it that he saw all of those heavenly things, right? Yeah, yeah. There's only one muscle a human being has. Every painting, every sculpture, was it, um, who did the David? 
Um, you know, like the, Angela? No, we, we need to oh, brush up on uh, our yeah. history so, here. Someone can type that in and <laughs> help us out on that. Found a moment here. Okay, we've got to do a little <laughs> research. We're going to brush up on some art history in our spare time now. Uh, what about the, um, I think this one's Michelangelo, but the, the Mary that's holding Jesus like after he's yeah. died? Yeah. Like his, oh man, that's a, how is it that they're getting the ideas, right? There's only ever been one muscle that people can use to see anything that's not in this present realm, but certainly anything heavenly. So music, what about Handel's Messiah? Where is that coming from? Yeah, It's yeah. coming from his imagination, right? That's the only muscle that we have as humans to do that job. And uh, so I, where were we going with that? You, you were, there was a point there about, oh, the, if you're making it up, right? right? Right. So if we can agree that that word, which didn't even exist, I mean, it, it, the earliest we had of a notion of this was a Greek phrase of your mind's eye or Paul's phrase in Ephesians of the eyes of your heart. That was the earliest notions in language. And it's just a phrase, right? We're searching for a way to describe how is it that we're seeing things or sensing them or feeling them or having the impression, let's not get hung up in the semantics. How is it that we're experiencing things that aren't presently in this realm? And then they're, they're searching for something. Eventually this word imagination comes on the scene to describe something internal that's a part of us that we are using to participate with that divine creative force. Yeah. And then there's those great quotes. I love the one um, from John Keats, you know, the poet, in his letter to his brother, where he said, the imagination is like Adam's dream. He awoke and found it was truth. And that's just crazy. That's yeah. a crazy thing to say. So, you know, if we are going to visit heaven in the spirit, there's language that we could apply to it that would make it so much harder for everyone. Yeah. We could say... We're, you know, we're getting caught up in the Holy Spirit or, you know, like, you know, God is, you know, he took me there, you know, whatever. And it's true. Yeah. Those experiences happen. But I don't think God's made it hard. Yeah. You know, like the mechanism right, right. is the easiest thing that you're ever going to do. Now, doing it over and over again in a society that downplays it is tough. Yeah. But, um, you know, so yeah, if you if you're visiting heaven in the spirit and you're using the only muscle we have to do it, it's going to feel internal. It will feel like it's coming from you. Uh, so that's freed that freed me up. I mm -hmm. learned that because after I was introduced to this, I made it really hard, and it bogged down for months. And I was like, I was so convinced this was the greatest revolution of my life that I, I mean, one time I watched the clock. I full on like prayed, like did full on like, oh Jesus, help me prayer for four hours to see like three minutes in the in the spirit. And, and I wouldn't wow. give up yeah. because of a promise that God made me. As often as you want to come here and walk and talk yeah. with me, you can. Yeah. And I was like, there's no way that you're going to not. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it bogged down in four hours of, of standard kind of like prayer, how I used to do, begging God for something. Yeah. And then finally a glimpse, and I was like, I checked off the box. Okay, the promise is still there, you know? But it was those months of realizing I'm making this hard. Mm -hmm. And if I would yeah. just trust the first impressions of my imagination. Because what did I have to lose? Nothing, you know? If I got done with the experience and it was silly or it was unspiritual or it was wrong because it was just me, I had bad cheese or I'm bringing up memories from all the horror movies that I've seen, you know, in my past or whatever, then I, I knew as a human being, I could discern that, test the fruit and write it off. You know, just, yeah. just I'm done with that. 
But I would go back, and I'm going to be honest, that just doesn't happen, hardly at all. I'm trying to think of even if it ever did. But, you know, just trusting it and giving myself permission and going, the stakes are really low. Let me just see what happens if I do this. And that's how I learned that this is like a super easy process. Yeah. It's so freeing for, for people when you explain it that way. There's so many people that we run across that are really struggling. And I just want to say, if you are struggling out there to see in the spirit or think that you can't, we want to give you hope and encouragement because it is possible. Totally, yeah. And I think one of the other components that we've also found is sometimes there's some inner healing work that needs to happen. Yeah. For that channel to be more clear. No doubt. That was the case with me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had to work through a bunch of stuff. And of course, I mean, we're all still doing it. You know, yeah. like mm-hmm. we're, yeah. we're not perfect. <laughs> the people around us are quick to tell us that. Um, you know, so we're still doing that, and, and that's what a great way to work through it than just actually yeah. being there with Jesus in real time, mm-hmm. letting him take you through the stuff that he's ready to deal with. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So um, before we go too much further, uh, we've got some conferences coming up. I wanted to do this in the beginning, and we kind of got rolling right yeah. away, but um, we'll, we'll As maybe we do. get this in the notes <laughs> as well, but... On October 17, 18, 19, and 20, Chris will be out in the Sacramento area. We'll be doing a conference called Discovering the Heavens. Well, a retreat. A retreat. Actually, a retreat, (laughs) yes. So we've got room right now for about 15 people uh, for the retreat portion. So we're on-site retreat. Um, And then about another 30 for the conference portion. And then I think we have room for another 20 at the uh, planetarium. So anyway, if you go to the website, it'll give you all the information. Uh, just go to um, kingdomequippingcenter.com and you look under the events there or you can go to kingdomtalksmedia.com, go all the way to the bottom of the page, front, the, home, the homepage, and there's information there as well. So. And our heart is really, you know, we've done the conference thing. Yeah. Right. We've done it several times, but believing that as we move into this next stage that things are going to be different. Oh, yeah. That we're, we we're wanting to explore. Yeah. Not just sitting and observing. I mean, I love right. how you teach that you get us yeah, into yeah. activation, but there's so much more. And so what does that look like? You know, oh, go, ahead. go ahead. Well, I was going to just, I communal. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yes. I mean, there's something about the next age that is really communal mm-hmm. and is in pro- it is probably more creation nature focused. Yes. Yeah. So <clears throat> night number one at the planetarium, right? We're in a planetarium. We're going to have the stars on the ceiling. I'm going to bring some great ethereal music. <laughs> and I'm going to have a laser pointer. And what we're going to do that night for that first hour is with the music playing, we're going to be in the heavens together. And I'm just going to point out the stars. And I'm going to say, this is this star. This is its name. This is the picture of this constellation. And we're going to just put the sky as it is in California on October the whatever 17, Yeah, we're going to put that up there, and then we're going to just participate with each one of these stars and constellations <laughs> in the spirit so that people have a chance to find what's resonating with them. Y'all have interviewed Karina Pataki yes, on Kingdom yes. Talks. Yeah. She has a great message about every human being is going to resonate with some stars and some constellations. I like that idea. I, I mean, I've experienced that in my own journey, but I think I wrote it off. And, I, and then Karina starts talking about it, and I thought, okay, this is legitimate, you know? So we're going to do that, and then we're going to be at the, the big house, yeah. kind of a little ways out, right? Yeah. Have, we can walk around, but it's communal. It's, it's conversational. It's participatory. Everybody's in it together. It's more of that expo mentality 
you know, of the yeah. next age where yeah. people are bringing what their inheritance is producing. And that's a neat idea. That, that is key. And so I was just thinking about it. It's like rather than calling these conferences or retreats that, that we start, maybe, maybe we could still add the word retreat, but call it practice practice time. You know, where right. we actually get together and start engaging with what we believe some of yeah. the next age stuff is going to look like. And we just start engaging with yeah. it. And, now the uh, the sauna, the massage table, the right. little theater, <laughs> the game room. Did those yeah. factor in at all? You know they do. Uh, they definitely do. In fact, because there is a there's like a media room, right? Yeah. I'm gonna bring a a movie that I think illustrates so many next age points, and I'm not gonna give away what oh, that movie oh, is. Oh, because to watch it ahead of time. You have to have a teaser. We gotta draw them in to like this thing. Okay. <laughs> But, I, but I'm going to bring a movie. Now, uh, I did this actually, you know, in my, my other job as a school teacher, right? We have these um, electives in the first part of January. And I did this movie because the class I was teaching was called Parks and Poetry. And so I, I showed this movie only because it illustrates humanity moving into the next age and taking on the commission of the next age, which mm -hmm. is probably to liberate the creation mm -hmm. and nature itself from its frustration so that it can come into what it's supposed to be, thereby bringing what's here, mm -hmm. you know, to here. Yeah. Uh, so not, I'm, again, I'm not going to spoil the title, but it's a really great movie. Everybody loves it, and we'll, like, watch it. This was my idea. And maybe even pause at a few moments and go, okay, are you seeing how they're setting this up? Yeah. Because the whole movie is, a, is the journey of man mm -hmm. from original mm -hmm. participation with nature to coming to a final participation with nature where man is in the place of dominion, but he's ruling because he has relationship and because he loves. Wow. Yes. Yeah, I mean, really, really interesting. I did I set I'll that up just for the movie. <laughs> <laughs> movie time with Christopher. Yeah. And it's, it's so all ages. It's a total PG movie, but adults will love it. Kids will love it. It's good. It's a good time. That is awesome. All right. Yeah. Cool. Well, you, what do you think would be some of the other things that we might practice at, at something like this? You know, Nancy's very big on the frequency and the, the groaning. Sure. And um, I just had this picture in my head, very silly, but maybe not so silly, that as um, you know, we move into this next age, what is church going to look like? What is the body of believers coming together going to look like? Is there always going to be the worship factor, you know, the songs and so forth, which I really like that, honestly. But would there maybe be some times where we begin, and this is crazy, but we begin to groan together and practice that to see what's in it, to see what's there, to see what it's going yeah. to produce. You ever seen a group of people in a park practicing Tai Chi? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So what they're doing <clears throat> is they are being poetic with their bodies. Mm -hmm. Okay. They have an invocation and they're using breath and movement and all, and when we were in the conference, I, I did a little bit. Oh, I knew exactly what you were doing. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and I was like, listen, this isn't yoga. And it's true, it's not. Like, no one freak out, okay? Because I know that could be like a, like a hot button. Yeah. But we were just, we were using our bodies in a way that said we're making even symbols, yes. you know, with our bodies. And if we think words are important, oh. I mean, think about people that, that are um, mute. Yes. And they're talking... With, with their yeah, hands. Yeah. Now, I think that's fascinating. I honestly wish now I had learned sign language yeah. for no other reason to, than to get comfortable with making words with my body, yeah. you know? 
And so I wonder, you know, you mentioned groaning, and I'm just adding like another little branch to that yeah. tree. You know, what does a next age meeting begin to look like? Well, possibly more nature focused. Mm -hmm. um, I bet more meetings are outside as opposed to inside. I bet they're more communal, uh, strangely unified, mm -hmm. um, without being religious. Right. And <clears throat> the best like picture I had was the, the group of people in the park mm -hmm. practicing their, you know, their Tai Chi where they're exhaling, you know, and then they're inhaling, mm -hmm. you know, and they even call those movements like waves or cradling the moon or all this stuff because they're participating with nature in the movements. Oh, wow. And if and I don't actually have any problem with Tai Chi, but if but if someone was like, yes, that's still demonic, okay. There's going to be a real, as Nancy yeah. says, a righteous real. There's going to be a version of that where I suspect we do more things, and I'm not, I'm not saying all of us are going to go in the park and do that, but, but things like that, yeah. because you're participating with your body, which is a reflection of what's out there. I mean, all of that out there is in you, in the form of nutrients and different elements and everything mm -hmm. else. There's waters in you. There's waters out there. They're probably the same stuff, you know. And it's this participation of we're in this together. I'm taking my place as a true new kind of human, a, G, a, a Yeshua Christ mm -hmm. kind of human. Yeah. And I'm going to participate with this the way that I was designed to participate with yeah. it. Yeah. You know? And I think there's such resonance in that. I, I know um, we were raised, or I was raised at the Seventh-day Adventist Church and, and, and many that conservative where you sit in a pew and you know maybe you stand. But, you know, you don't raise your hand or do anything else like that. And when we moved out of that into the Vineyard Church and discovered flagging, now a lot of people think that's weird too. Yeah. And I, I don't do it anymore, but it was incredible to begin to move my body. It was, yeah. 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 And initially, dance was like too, like, yeah. oh, everybody's looking at me. But it was like with the flags, people are looking at the flags, they're not looking at me. And so it, yeah. you were able to step into making these movements. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's fascinating to well the next version of that. And again, you know, the world is already you know in this. You know, you could use Tai Chi, but I'm thinking of a of a, a series, and I'm not going to name it because it, it's not something kosher that I'd highly recommend. But there is a a movie or a series that's on. Um, I think it's on uh, Netflix. I'm not sure which one it is, but. Um, it's all about these people learning these movements. Oh, exactly. What it's doing. Yeah, I knew you. I knew you probably would. But it's actually just so fascinating. In in October, I was going to show a clip of from that from that series at the end <clears throat> when they use those motions mm -hmm. and it stops a tragedy yes. from occurring. Wow, wow, wow. And because again, it's someone who's creating that. Mm -hmm. There, <clears throat> again, everyone's feeling the shift. Right. Into right. the next age, I just happen to believe we are the best candidates to lead it forward because it's always God's people that are marking the transition. Exactly. I interrupted yeah. you. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, that's fine. Uh, but you know, again, behind all this is the intent, and I think that is the key to all of it because you know the, what makes the difference between the the uh, you know what the enemy is doing and the righteous real. I think is the intent behind it, yeah. and so we take that and we can take anything that the enemy is doing and say. That's got some power and authority behind it. It's got something to it. We sense it when it's got yeah. something to it. And to just pull that back in and begin, you know, with going into the heavens, all right, how do I use these crystals? Or how do I use these bowls? Or how do I use, you know, these movements yeah. in, with the right intent? 
to bring heaven to earth. Yeah. And just to be thinking in terms of thinking of it in terms that way versus, you know, oh my goodness, the enemy is using that. I got to stay right. away from it. This is such a typical kingdom talks conversation for us. <laughs> we, we start in one place and by the time we're done, <laughs> we're full on. Okay. So to continue it. All right. So, um, you know, I love Owen Barfield, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's the one that's responsible for Lewis being where he's at. Barfield felt like his job was to take the teachings of Rudolf Steiner and to make them palpable for people, which I don't know how successful he was. I don't understand half the things Barfield wrote. So Rudolf Steiner is out there even more than, so if we're going Lewis Orthodox, Barfield heterodox, but still very much, you know, like, you know, you could, you can see the, the Christendom yeah. in there. Steiner, one more step over a fence to where you, you are wondering, Okay, but he did write a book that I've read called Christianity as Mystical Fact. Wow. And so he believed the Gospels. He believed the work of the Christ, and he came to it like Barfield, not through the church, Hmm. not through the scriptures. They came to it through philosophy. They thought their way through it and realized the Christ is the only answer, and that is the entire center of meaning for everything is the Christ in him crucified and resurrected and ascended. Like, mm. they got there by those means, which is cool. I mean, people get to Jesus through reading the Quran. So it's, you know, yeah. like you get there. So anyway, um, Steiner is the founder of all of these schools that are called Waldorf schools, mm-hmm. which have mm-hmm. varying reputations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, and it's because, I mean, Steiner's been dead a long time. I'm not even sure where the Waldorf schools are today, if the people even there have read a lot of Barfield or Steiner or yeah. anything. But in their schools, they do eurythmics, hmm. e-eurythmics, like there's an e in the front, and it's motions. And they'll put light in the room of a certain color because they really value the meaning in colors, and they value the meaning of the human body. So here we are, like you described, and kind of the old way that we would even think of church, where yeah. you're sitting in a pew, and you're not doing anything. So the meaning of the person, does the person even need to be there? You know, like, I mean, ultimately, no, you know, so whatever we want to say about it, if they hit the mark, if they got close to the mark, if they missed the mark, maybe that's not important. I think what we're seeing in there is, again, the beginnings of a cosmic shift Mm -hmm. in the early 1900s, late 1800s, early 1900s. And these folks, whether we think they're all right, all wrong or somewhere in between, started doing something. Yeah. So much so that it's 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 in their curriculum for their school day at a Waldorf school is these motions and this color and everything else. That's that fascinating. is so amazing. We uh, have yeah. a friend who is doing uh, really working with people for healing. Mm. He's healing, and she ran across this um, group that uh, is Hebraic dance yeah. that is specifically motions for healing. Yeah. you inside yeah and, yeah. If, and if you think yeah. about it every ancient culture yep. has some form of movement they do hands. yep and we just call them ritual yep. or something like that yeah. not yeah. understanding there is something about right. moving our bodies that god created us that way mm-hmm. right well you know as we as we began to step into this movement um for me uh, i guess part of it was because beforehand being in environments where it was very um, academic and whatever for me to try to do some of the stuff that we're doing now would have just been shot down so sure. I always kept my professional 
you know, <laughs> look and appearance and, and all that. And I, and I didn't even let myself go down some of the roads where my mind would go because uh, I had a crisis of faith multiple times while I was <laughs> in, you know, a very conservative church. Yeah. It's like, you know, the Father would be pulling me into things of the Spirit. And it's like, we don't do that. We can't go there. Right. And so, you know, most of those times, except for the last time, the last time I finally crossed over. Right. <laughs> but, but up until then, I kept getting pulled back in because I was afraid to go over. But now we're in a, a place where uh, I've even stepped into it further to where I'm trusting my, my gut, my intuition, and yeah. just looking for those things that resonate with my spirit, yeah. which just seem totally crazy and out there. And yet a lot of the stuff... It works, yeah. you know, and most of it I test while I'm driving in my car alone. Yeah, <laughs> no one else is around. That's a safe, it's yeah. a safe, it's a safe laboratory. <laughs> yeah, but you know, just the for for me the engagement with my DNA and so forth, all these things that I I've, I've practiced in, but it works. You know, for me it works. Yeah, and I have taught it and shared it because I know it's going to work for some and others it may not. So I mean that's that's also the beauty of not getting into a place where we think that one teacher is the only one to follow because that person has got, you know, yeah. something that has worked for you at one point. Yeah. And, and that's great and awesome, but we need to keep it open because I believe, as you've said, as we continue to step into this next stage, that we'll find more and more the things that are working. And I've even said, I've joked about it, but, you know, even saying that there might be a third testament at some point. <laughs> You know, so that as all these writings and all these things that are going yeah. on right now, that we finally begin to come together and see, wow, this is the stuff. These things here are stacking up. There's like 10,000 testimonies that this mm -hmm. works. And so we, we begin to look at it and say, okay, I think this is what God's really saying. This yeah. works. Let's, let's continue with that. Yeah. But there's still going to be all these little offshoots that this main portion doesn't work, but, it, you know, they find something that works over yeah. here for them and that we give the freedom. Yeah. <clears throat> what I love about that is everybody has a piece of the puzzle. So I love like Nancy does the groaning. She yeah. has the sound component. Yeah, she you loves know. sound. Yeah. yeah. You're more in the creation, you know, yeah. game of the yeah. stars and, yeah. and and so each one has a different little and then there's some of us that are kind of eclectic a little bit of <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to pull it all together and, and point yeah. you to everybody else. Seriously, I mean, that's what we're doing. Yeah is that we feel that is our part, is pulling pieces yeah. from each group yeah. and then pointing back out to them because uh, you know some people are going to be able to connect more with certain individuals, but again, not to just follow that person as if they're the only guru, right. but to just realize, wow, I, I resonate with that person a little bit more. I'm going to probably focus and spend more time with them, and it's totally fine, yeah. but don't get yourself locked into one thing. Right. Keep op being yeah. open, for think, sure. I think part of it is we're trained to like what's the quick fix right in, certainly in america yeah yeah instead of looking at uh, this is an opportunity to enjoy and experiment yeah and that it's it's the pursuit of god and yeah. of the journey and it's like wow let's start some movements it might seem a little weird but right <laughs> but you, but it's all in the trying yeah right i mean yeah. so i mean and we mentioned this in the conference and the transition between the ages that's all you got yeah. Well, you, know, you can this, just try, you know. This image popped in, and I, I could see like my angel was like, "Okay, do this." And right. <laughs> right. I'm looking weird, but I'm going for it. Right. Well, it, it, it's it's strange, but uh, I have my own little ritual that I go through in the mornings yeah. uh, when I'm at home in my office, 
that I have the the oils that, that yeah. I'll use, and I'll put have a certain way that I do them. It's just something again that resonated yeah. with my spirit, so I go through and certain. You know, and it's these motions that I'm like, I have no clue what it's doing or what it's doing anything, <laughs> but it feels right. So yeah. I do it, and it just resonates with my spirit. But the motions for you are probably going to be different yeah. than the motions yeah. for right. me. And so it's not like you're making a catalog. Okay, everyone, turn to the right. Use this oil. Right. Do it this way. Turn yeah. your head upside down. <laughs> Face east. Recite the Gettysburg Address. <laughs> um yeah, I mean, I think next agers tend to value personal freedom. Yeah. Yes. Um, knowing that the freer the individual is, the better the unity will be. Yes, I you love know? that. I and love so that. if really we good. give people the chance to just look at something and adapt it, and then at the same time, you know, I was listening to you, Gil, and I thought, if we want to be thankful uh, to science for something, it's because it gave humanity the idea that you should experiment and test that and is, approve. Yeah. That and, is good. And yeah. if you experiment and, and you test and you test and the result is not valuable, you go back to the experiment and you tweak something mm -hmm. yes. and you test it. It's like you run the experiment again. And that actually that was not in mankind's ideas. Yeah. Hence alchemy. Yeah. <laughs> right? Okay, I think we can turn the lead to gold by wanting to. You know? <laughs> There was never like a system, yeah. you know, that went, okay, well, why don't we make sure, I mean, and I'm, I'm really like, I'm spiritualizing yeah. science right now, but why don't we make sure that if we're going to bring something from heaven to earth, it really gets from heaven to earth. Yeah. And that's actually, strangely, a scientific mindset. Hmm. If I do yes. it, I should see the result. Mm -hmm. It should be testable and it should be verifiable. And then here's the kicker with science. It should be repeatable. Yes. And so right. one of my kickers is, and you and I have talked about this before, I don't like sharing stories that I can't replicate. Mm -hmm. So, and it's because I always feel like, and maybe that's the, that's probably, I'm just now realizing it. That's probably the <laughs> physicist. Yes. <laughs> that's the physics talking, you know? But I think that there's probably some value in that, that we want to be able to put something out there mm -hmm. that sets up an experiment that is so that the result mm -hmm. is something that's replicated and it's not just me that's replicating it, even if someone's tweaking the experiment for themselves. Yeah. And in a transition in the age, I think it's going to take a lot of really good, uh, I mean, and it forces you to be responsible. Mm -hmm. It forces the human being to not trust their results. Yeah. Right. It forces you to do it and look at your results. Yeah. And yes. so there is no riding someone's coattails. Yeah. You have to run it yourself. Yeah. And yet, go ahead. But yeah. I think, too, it's like... Most charismatic Christians, we want to try it for two days. Yeah. And if it doesn't work, we're going, well, that didn't. And so that's, you know, part of science is they're, they're longer tests. Yeah, they, don't they are. Try something for two days yeah. and nothing happens. Yeah. They, yeah, they kind of test and exhaust almost yeah. everything. And yet it's almost impossible to exhaust the infinite God and, and the universe yeah. that we have to experiment with. But yeah. I was going to say a minute ago that it, it's wonderful, too, that we have these people that are documenting their experiences. We have yeah. leaders that are documenting their experiences. But I see other people doing you know, just what we've done. I mean, we, we came from a denomination that had a prophet, a prophet that we followed. 
yeah. you know, and uh, it's like we can't do that anymore. We really can't latch on to one person and just follow that person right. and just believe every single word that they've said yeah. and done and think that that is the gospel and that we have to do it that way. Yeah. Yeah. But right. it's great that it's there yeah. because people can step into it. They can read that information. They can experiment on their own to see if it works for them. Yeah. And again, that's where those testimonies are going to line up. Because uh, I, you know, I have read a lot of stuff where people have gone out and tried some of it, and we we get these testimonies back that aren't so good because yeah. they tried it. And it's like, yeah, that almost destroyed your life, you know. So yeah. you know, let's not do that again, right. or at least make sure you have people around you to help yeah. you in that process. Back to the communal idea too. <clears throat> yeah. So we're valuing personal freedom, mm-hmm. which makes for better community, mm-hmm. and yeah. makes for better unity, and it makes for more trustable community scenarios. Yeah. Where you can like really openly say, I feel like I'm getting this when I'm there. Like I yeah. feel like I should make this movement, and I'm gonna try it for a little while. Or I feel like I'm supposed to do this every morning, you know. And then the people around you are watching. Yeah. And they're like, Hey, that's you're you're better now, you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> we like you yeah. more. You're way more pleasant, you know. And so yeah. I'm seeing more of the Christ in you. I mean, and that's ultimately the test, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People wanted to be around the Lord. You know, and so because of, of the presence and because of the love and because of the acceptance. And so we're watching all of the fruit, yes. you know. Well, and, and so I'm going to go ahead and do a product placement plug Let's right do it. now. Shameless product placement plug. I love these. Because, I like to announce them. Yes. This is comes. a shameless product placement moment. You're going you're gonna to make it through, I promise. We've got a lot of people that are starting to come onto the Ecclesia, the Ultimate Impact, which is about becoming the Ecclesia. And part of what we encourage in the ecclesia is, is that if someone gets this inclination, you know, it drops in their spirit that they want to step into something that, you know, normally in the past would have been absolutely taboo. Yeah. We want to have a relationship, you know, the yeah. community so that instead of saying, oh, you're, you're, you're going off the rails, man. Be careful, you can, be careful, be careful. Right. But rather say, okay, all right, well, we've got your back. Yeah. You know, so as you go out and go into that, we're gonna, we've got your back. And anybody else in the group want to go with them, you know, but but that we do it in community and hopefully the person would also trust that the community really does have their back so that if the community is saying, that's not looking so good, the fruit's not really there. And uh, and that person would say, I know you guys love me and have my best in mind, so I'm going to turn back around and come back and maybe maybe go back and try it again later if it's still there. But just having that trust in the community. I have a testimony of that, which I have to, it has to be totally anonymous because I don't have the person's permission. So in generalities, mm-hmm. um, I knew someone that was having heavenly visits, experienced something that I thought, I think I know where you're going, but what this is, I think you've misinterpreted and I think the fruit will be bad. Now I'm, I was so used to the old age mm-hmm. and kind of the church mindset mm-hmm. No one ever comes back. I mean, I'm just, I mean, I'm just, I'm being honest. It mm-hmm. takes forever or it's just like once people start going down a road, it's just, I, I've never seen it really go well. It's yeah. just like you can tell them because you're doing it in that way that's almost like you need to repent and you need to do this and whatever. So he thought about it and is still visiting heaven, still like processing things. He then goes to his community. Yeah. His group of people that are going to heaven together mm-hmm. tells them everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, felt comfortable enough. They tell him essentially, like, okay, we think this, this, and this. It was yeah. kind of like I had been saying that yeah. too. And that guy, in like a moment of humility that I think everyone would have to respect, yeah. full on goes, I think you're right. 
I think I've misinterpreted this. I'm going to like shut this off for now. I'm still going to heaven. Yes. I'm just putting that over here right. until I can get that one worked out. Yeah. But I'm still going to go do all of the things that are bearing good fruit. Yeah. That one needs to wait and needs and needs the Lord to come in and give me wisdom about it. And he, I mean, he tells me the story, and I'm like, okay, you are the most amazing person yes. I've ever met. Because who does that? Yeah. You know, like who comes back from the brink of something? Mm -hmm. And actually, like, has a positive story and a positive experience of learning something and being wrong, but not feeling bad yeah, not and not them. judging themselves yeah. and just being like, wow, that was a learning opportunity, you know? And today, I mean, it's just, just an amazing, amazing human being. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I can't mention by name, but if that person's ever watching, they have, like, my, like, total respect as a person, yeah. I think this is one of the just one of the many things though that we're looking for in the next agers that yeah. there is a level of humility and I think that level of humility comes from being given freedom yeah. to experiment and to discover who you truly are yeah so that when if, because a person who know, really knows who they are they have a confidence that they don't they're not worried about what other people think but they also carry a level of humility that they're able to listen to what other people think right on. and process it without, you know, being defensive. Yeah. So that's a, it's a, that's probably a pretty big jump, but yeah. I really believe that there are many people that are getting there and going there. And that, again, it's that freedom and people trusting that you're not going to judge me yeah. because I did something wrong or because I tried something and right. it didn't work. And honestly, <clears throat> the, the judgment and criticism and all of those things, I think, have their root in fear. Yes. Right. And yeah. so yeah. As, as we're learning to shift into love and operating mm -hmm. from love, then we can let those those things go and be the community and the relationship that God intended. Yeah. And I really believe this next generation is looking for. Yeah. They're done with they're, the criticism. Right. They're, <laughs> yep. they're done with it being locked down. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's so many things, the convergence of so many things happening in, in our yeah. world are just setting things up for this next shift. Mm -hmm. And I you know, I really do hope that there won't be as much uh, turmoil yeah. that there's been in the in the previous age shifts. I mean, because I mean, especially from uh, you know, after Jesus, the Christians and, and all the turmoil that they went through, um, I'm I'm I would love to think that we could make this shift without as much turmoil, but yeah. we don't know. We didn't do our product placement moment. Oh. Yeah. We started it and then we got well, into another issue. Yeah, let's go for it. Yeah. Do you want to do the shameless product placement moment? With Ecclesia, right? Is that what you were going with? I was, yeah, let's, let's the do ultimate it. impact. So <laughs> you... <laughs> that was, we started, but we, we, started. we were like, we got more to say. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. The, the easiest place to go to right now, if you want to get started on the ultimate impact, is go to ultimateimpactmovement.com. And that'll, that'll start you down that process. There's a, a few videos to watch there to see if you're interested. And then if you think you that, that you are interested, it's a two-week free trial. So you might as well jump in and see what you think. Um, it's, been, it's been really good. We've got some really high yeah. conversion rates, yeah. which says a lot to me that yeah. people want what we're putting out there. Because yeah. uh, they go into the trial and... Um, yeah. And most of them, almost all of them are staying with it because it's bringing yeah. that community and that foundation that people are looking for. I'm not surprised by that. I've seen the testimonies, and they're always so positive. People keep saying such great things about having this continual resource 
to guide them through this transition that they're going through. So amazing testimonies. What it is is, it, you know, it's a discipleship course. Yeah. It's, it's discipling people into this movement, but it's laying the foundation and then giving them a place to where, you know, it's like a, it's like a, you know, a, a runway, giving them that space yeah. so that they can launch. <laughs> yeah. and, and then it's like, you know what, after, after you kind of get these basics, we encourage people to, to go ahead and go check out some of these other people. We're going to put them on the website, kingdomtalksmedia.com. That one is still being built out, but you're, you're already on there with some of your courses. Um, hoping to get Nancy Cohen on there and, and whoever else wants to play, we want to put them on there with, um, you know, ideally no strings attached in the sense that we're not going to be saying go to that one or go to that one. It's going to be up to you. We're not here to tell you what to believe. You're, you's presenting the expo. Yes. Yeah. Everyone yes. has got their booth. Yeah. And yes. you and you just housed the expo. It's exactly. a beautiful yeah. next age idea. Love that. Yeah. Yep. You were going to say something else? All I was going to say is uh, part of that is we encourage people to do that as groups because, again, yeah. that community right. is so key. Yeah. Yeah. Now, we don't have groups all over the nation yet. We have some, but we also have some online groups, which I will be honest, in the beginning, I was like, you got to be kidding. That's not very <laughs> relational. But I love our online group. Good. And we're yeah. looking forward to uh, potentially starting another group in September. And so I encourage you to keep in touch. Right on. Yeah. And then you got some exciting things. Yeah, yeah. If you want to uh, come to some meetings, uh, the next one that I'm doing is in the beginning of September in Anderson, South Carolina, the state I lived in for uh, you know close to what was it, 14 years, but never did anything there. <laughs> so I had to go to Florida. Yeah, uh, that's the way it goes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a convergence of the ages. Uh, a set of meetings. It's a weekend there. Um, I'll be in Baton Rouge at the end of September, or not Baton Rouge, Denham Springs, which is just around Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And then, of course, October with you all, yes. November in Nashville with James Schroeder, and, mm. then, uh, and then Moravian Falls the following weekend. And if you want to know the specifics, um, I put it on Facebook, and then it's on my blessed uh, neglected website, which is, so, which is discovertheheavens.org. And that is an exercise in humility, is that website. Uh, and there's nothing about that website that is grandstanding itself. It is a really, it's just a beautiful way to say, we haven't worked on this yet. Um, but, they're, but they're there and the flyers are there on the front page and all the information are on the flyers. So you can go to discovertheheavens.org and there's products there too. And eventually uh, you can do the online class on there. We're just getting that started. I've got an online class starting the end of August, and that's the 21-day Imagination Booster, awesome. which I'm really, I'm, I've enjoyed. So I've already filmed the first week of those, awesome. and they are 20 to 25 minutes. They're designed for one a day. Whoever does it, don't you dare watch more than one, you know, <laughs> because it's really, it's, it's supposed to be habit-forming. Yeah. And mm -hmm. all it is is just trying to expand people's imaginations so that their heavenly excursions have like more potential, right? So sometimes we're just we just need to wake up the potential of the imagination. So they are heaven visits, each one of them. I talk for like eight to ten minutes to set it up, and then the rest of it is us going, you know. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so uh, you know most of those classes are pre-recorded. About a third of them will be live, but even if you're not there, they're all archived and they'll be in a file that you can access for as long as you want, whenever you want. And, uh, and then the end of September, I'm starting a, a four-week Archangel Discovery. Ooh. I love the angelic realm. I have done this, this very class a few years ago 
but we did it all, and this will, this will be live too, it'll be on Zoom, yeah. and uh, everyone will be doing it together. I'll talk for like 20, 30 minutes to set up a lot of history. Yeah. This is historically who these archangels were known to be. Mm -hmm. Then I'll set up us meeting them because they're personifying these like, you know, Michael, Uriel, Gabriel, mm -hmm. Raphael, they're personifying big swaths of like human experience. You know, like they are personifying yeah. creation, but it's not like one aspect. Yeah. They're personifying big aspects that are very inclusive of all these different kinds of things. I think if the father knows them, I just think it's worth knowing them. I mean, I'm just, yes, yeah. I mean, like just yeah. to undersell it. I, I'm just like, it's worth it because it's what God's doing. Exactly. Yeah. So that's something we should bring here. Now, again, there's lots of great testimonies for people that did that a few years ago of just the connection and what that connection produces in their life. Any kind of relationship with spiritual beings that are personifying creation, it's going to produce good things, of course, yeah. if it's done in the safe way that we do it, you know? Yeah. So that's the end of September, and you can go to discovertheheavens.org. I think the first class might be up there right now, um, but you can you can order it. We'll, we'll take awesome. it. Awesome. Sign me up. Okay, great. Yeah. You're yeah. in. <laughs> We're in. <laughs> well, any any of the last words? We'll go ahead and wrap this yeah, up. Yeah, we'll um, wrap up. I, I, guess, I just want to encourage people. I know there's a lot of things out there, and right. when we put stuff on the table, it's not saying that you have to eat everything on the table. Right on. And we encourage, do not encourage spiritual gluttony. Yeah. <laughs> we do encourage spiritual activation. And so know from your heart what God is saying, hey, this is really good for this time. And that um, don't get into the, oh, I miss out. Yeah. Because yeah. when we're flowing with God, we're not going to miss You're out. You're not going to miss right. out. Right. There's no fear. And, and, you know, the what do they call it? FOMA, fear of missing yeah. out. Um <laughs> It doesn't exist if, if we're truly operating in the spirit because we get to rest in him knowing that he is guiding and that no turn that we've made has surprised him right and we can just stay perfectly positioned wherever we're going in him so great all right well bless you all thank you all for watching and we are looking forward to seeing you next time i'm not sure who we got coming up next i need to look at the schedule <laughs> we're traveling. We got, it's a little crazy. It'll be yeah we're traveling yeah and apologize for the you know the color the lighting the sound it may be a little off but uh hey we're traveling and uh and able to do this in person which is fun yeah but bless you all thank we'll you for you. watching take care bye-bye